episode 549. Thank you all for listening to episode 548, Funny Clips. I am Gray, here with my co-host. A bear. And that's it. No parrot yet, or we'll see if he does. So, thanks to Wes Anderson for Moments of Time. Check him out on Facebook, Wes Anderson Music. Give him a follow on Twitter and Instagram, at Songs by Wes. Thank you to All Work Clothing. Visit allworkclothing.com, mention Overline Podcast, and Brandon will hook you up with that deal. Thank you to Crandall's Quality Landscaping. Give Sean a call, 419-704-5471. Serves the fluid on surrounding areas and not Cincinnati, Ohio. Thank you, Sean. Thank you to Ricky Merch. Reach out to us, Ricky Merch at gmail.com, and we can help you out with your vending at your festivals, concerts, whatever it may be. We just added one, telling Bear off the air. We added one in June. That makes seven in June. It's going to be a busy month for Gray Key Merch. Yes, it is. Looking forward to that. Bear can only make one, but that's okay. He's going to come to the most fun one we're going to do. So looking forward to that. Get to hang out with Bear for four days. Them cornbread motherfuckers. That's right. Iowa. We're going to go to Iowa. Have some fun. Be a Hawkeye. Do what we do. Choose some wheat. Yeah, choose some wheat. (laughs) Look at some windmills. (laughs) Just chill. Oh, thank you to Paper (laughs) Thank you to Paper Denim Art. Go to Facebook, check out Paper Denim Art, all one word, and see what Danny has done over the life of her career, which is some incredible work. And if you want something incredible, just like we have Frank Reynolds on the wall here, just reach out to Danny, mention Overline Podcast. She's going to still give you that deal. Thank you to Sparty Steve, and last but not least, Connell Barrett, datingtransformation.com. Yeah, make sure you get over to datingtransformation.com and get that free consultation from Connell. But in the meantime, Get Amazon.com and buy Connell's book, Dating Sucks, but you don't. All right. So uh, golf this last week. See my guy missed the cut. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, we had uh, you and Cody. Well, because Cody didn't make a pick, so he got uh, Ryan Brem, who was dead last. Um, <laughs> three guys had Sung Jay, which finished 25th, and Dub with the best Min Woo Lee at 21st. Um, and actually an amateur one, first time since 1991, which do you know who that amateur was in 91 who won? Tiger. Phil Mickelson. I was, I was about to say Tiger. It was a little early for Tiger, but. Yeah. Phil was the last amateur to win on tour. Um, wow. So Nick, Nick Dunlap, um, a sophomore at Alabama, ended up uh, winning the tournament. He was supposed to play this week, but ended up, um, ended up withdrawing, um, I think, it sounds like he's thinking about uh, going pro or staying in college. He doesn't know what he wants to do yet, so he's just going to kind of wait it out. But, yeah, he finished first, so you know how much prize money he got? Not a lot. Zero. Zero dollars. The first prize money went to Christian Bezendhout, who finished second. So, great day to finish second. <laughs> so <laughs> First place prize money. Because he's an amateur, right? Because he's an amateur. So, but what is it? he gets deals out of that, right? Oh, yeah, and because there's NIL, I mean, he'll be able to collect money, but he can't collect any of the purse, so. Where's he, is he, is he still in school then? Yeah, yeah, yep. Where's sophomore, he at? Sophomore at Alabama. Well, Alabama, of course. Yeah. But that fun stat I saw, if you, that, that you sent, I think, yeah, you sent it. If you would have put a dollar on Chris Kirk, 200 to 1 at the century, rolled it over on Grayson Murray, 400 to 1 at Sony, and then did it again on Nick Dunlap, 350 to 1 at Am- Amex, you'd have a cool... $28 million on a $1 bet. Which not even their families would have done that. Um, <laughs> if they would have. 
insane. Absolutely. I mean, that's where you wish we had that crystal ball, you know, if you even hit, if you even played a dollar on any of them, I mean, Chris Kirk, I could see, but Grayson Murray was on nobody's radar last week. Zero. I didn't see him anywhere. And this Nick Dunlap was on nobody's radar this week. So, I mean, if I was Nick Dunlap's dad, I don't even know if I would have put a buck on him to win at 350 to one. Um, <laughs> so I I'm sure that the golf um, books the last three weeks have, or everyone's just been making fat cash on that. Now, obviously they still give away money for top five, top 10, top 20, but that's not even close to winning a tournament money. And there's no way that there have been many, I haven't even seen tickets. Normally you'll see a random ticket here or there of, Nick, yeah, you, you, put a, you put a hundred dollars on the guy last week, 35 grand. Yeah. I mean, and normally you'll see that every once in a while when someone's, you know, 125 to one and someone put a hundred bucks on them. You'll see like one or two tickets. I haven't seen any tickets the last two weeks. Zero, none, none. I mean, even the sports books aren't even making it up. Like that's how far fetched it is. It's just not out there. So insane. I mean, there's been three tournaments this year and all three won by, 200 plus, you know, plus 200 odds or more, which are 200 to one, which is insane. Insane. And, and now joining us, the bird. Sorry, I just got back from my migration down south back home. <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. My, uh, my, bird, my, my, my bird flight got delayed. <laughs> I ran into Speaking some of uh, bird flights. I, I need to make I, you a fucking flight. I ran into some heavy headwind coming down. <laughs> Push the bird back a little. Um, so, yeah, Dunlap won. Bazenda Hoot finished second. Kevin Yu, who's now leading the tournament, which, by the way, it is Wednesday. I list Thursday when you're going to be listening to this, but the golf tournament started on Wednesday. Uh, Torrey Pines, which it historically has. Um, Kevin Yu is leading that tournament today, but he finished third. Um, also, Xander Schauffele finished third, and Justin Thomas finished third. At the American Express, Michael Kim, Adam Hadwin, Sam Burns, Keith Mitchell, Ben Griffin, all behind them, rounds out your top 10. Um, and this week, they're at the Farmers Insurance Open, Torrey Pines North and South. Great courses. Kevin Yu is leading. Um, round one's already complete. Patrick Cantlay, second. Rio Hisatun, who finished tied 11th last week, shot seven under. He's also tied second. Followed by Hideki Matsuyama, Shane Lowry, Thomas Detry, Aaron Rye, Alejandro Toasty, uh, Matt Toasty. Nace- Toasty. Matt Naismith, Nikolai Hosgard, Maverick McNeely, Michael Kim, Kyle Morikawa, Chesson Hadley, Justin Sue, Emanialo, Grillo, Nick Hardy, and Bronson Burgoon, um, all tied nine. So good start Nick, already. Nick Hardy, the third Hardy brother. Yeah, exactly. He wishes he was the third Hardy brother. Um, so obviously we already made our picks this week. Um, but just to give you update, Dub is leading at uh, 21.7 parrots in second at 25.3. Jeremy's in third at 31. I am in fourth at 40.3. Gray is in fifth at 44.3. And Cody in last at 48.3. And he'll stay there this week, most likely. Um, so this week, Dub has Sep Straka. I have Jason Day. Gary has Maximum Homer, a.k.a. Max Homa. Cody has some fat white guy. Parrot has Harris English. And Jeremy has Keegan Bradley. Um, so far, Straka, Day, and Bradley are all over par. Some fat white guy. Who knows? Harris English. I didn't see where Harris English was at. Almost uh, 48th, two almost under. Two, almost two under. I, th- I think Harris English was one under, if I, rem- if I saw correctly. I could be wrong. 
Where is he at? Where are you at, Harrison Bush, you son of a bitch? You son of a bitch. Son of a bitch, Harris English. How's he at? Maybe he's a little bit better than I thought. Uh, I don't know. I'm not seeing him right now, but you'll figure that out. Oh, there he is. He's all the way up at four under. He must have had a good. So tied 19. So right now, Parrott's leading the way with guys with uh, Harris at four under. Um, and unfortunately, the closest fat white guy would probably be for Cody Scott Stallings, even though he's really not that fat, honestly. So, yeah, it's a good little start in golf. There we go. Um, and then the NFL last week, all well, three good divisional games, one blowout. Ravens blew out the Texans. Um, Texans didn't even score an offensive touchdown, they had a punt return, they lost 34 10. Ravens dominated. Lamar had a huge game. Um, Niners beat the Packers 23-20. Should, should, should have won that game, but Green Bay choked it. Um, did not get the dub. Missed a field goal. San Fran went down and scored. And then Jordan Love threw a bad interception, ended the game. But Packers did cover easily, uh, led pretty much the entire game. Niners win the advance. Um, Lions beat the Bucks 31-23. Um Lions look good for that game. Um, I don't know if you saw that last kneel down. Tampa yeah. still had a timeout. The time. Yeah, and they could have called timeout. Down and would have had, I mean, at least would have made them attempt like a 50 yard field goal. Right. Um, which I found wild that they, you know, Todd Bowles made a huge mistake there. Like, how you, how does that even happen? I don't know. Um, but yeah, Lions end up winning. And then the uh, Chiefs and Bills, definitely the best game of the weekend, no doubt. Back and forth game. Um, and unfortunately for the Bills, they went wide right again, just like in the early 90s, to lose again. And, uh, and, and I, go to the AFC title game again. And I know we talked about Allen, you know, I mean, obviously he didn't kick the field goal, but I looked at those stats. You know, stats are one thing, you know, when you're in the, in the important part, that's the other. In three games against the Chiefs, he's been knocked out three times, right? He's had one pick and like an insane amount of touchdowns. It's just absolutely asinine. I'm like, the dude's a stud, but he's got to go through the chiefs. It's the problem. He can't beat him. Like you have have to beat him. And this is the worst chiefs team since Mahomes has been there. Yeah. You, there's no excuse. And you finally get a home game. Your Your excuse was I was in Kansas city. I was in Kansas city. We don't get home games. We didn't, we had overtime where we didn't get to see the ball. We We didn't get the ball. You've made excuses every year. You have oh, this year's excuses. A lot of their, half their team was injured. That'll be all. their excuse. You had it all, and they they couldn't do it. They can't get the job done. I mean, if you can't get over the hump, I mean, they're they're literally the Cowboys. That's all they are. They're the Cowboys. No, agreed. And they had a ton of injuries, which sucks. But still, the NFL. You know, everybody has a ton of injuries. Exactly. How many you're, teams are without their starting quarterback? When you're this deep, when you're this deep into the season, though, everybody has injuries, no matter what. I mean, Jesus Christ, the Lions, Frank Ragnow blew his ACL out twice in that game and still was in there blocking and let them score that last touchdown, which put him up by two late. I mean, that dude's a beast, but everyone is injured. There's you just can't you just can't make excuses any further. And by the way, the Chiefs right now, it everyone's starting to catch the ball. 
it's funny how that works. Like playoffs hit, everyone starts catching the ball again, which is, I mean, fuck even Marcus Valdez Scantley caught a goddamn ball. Right. It's unbelievable. So yeah, the Chiefs are hot again, but we're going to have two really, really good games, I think, uh, on Sunday. And the first game is the Chiefs at Ravens. I'm going to be a, a really good game, I think. Um, you know, the Chiefs, the Chiefs just gave up a bunch of rushing yards to Lamar or to um, to Josh Allen, a bunch. And Lamar Jackson's a better runner than Josh Allen is. So they're going to have to sit here. And I don't know if Willie Gay is going to play. He got hurt. Um, and he's like their spy, right? He's their, he was their Josh Allen spy. He would be the Lamar Jackson spy. And he got hurt. So if he can't play, that would be a huge loss for the Chiefs um, because you're going to have to have someone else spy Lamar who's not as good as Willie Gay. And it's going to be tough for him. And Baltimore gets a home game. They finally got over the hump, right? They finally won a game in the first first round that they play for the first time since 2012, I think. Um, so, you know, they're there again, and we'll see if they can beat the Chiefs. But at the end of the day, the Chiefs are the defending champ, and you got to beat them no matter where. You just saw the Chiefs go into Buffalo and beat the Bills. We'll see if they can go into Baltimore and beat the Ravens. But Ravens looking good right now. Um, and I'm that's what I'm picking this week. Obviously, they're my they're the team I picked to win the Super Bowl, so I'm not straying away from the Ravens at all. Ravens, probably, I, I think the Ravens are going to win by two scores this week. I think it'll be close in the first half, and then Baltimore probably pull away. Um, say the Ravens would probably win you know, 24-13, something like that. Yep, and this is the this is the toughest defense that the Chiefs are going to play, and this is the sixth straight AFC Championship for the Chiefs. Mahomes so never Mahomes ever every 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 year he started he's been in the AFC Championship, and I don't bet against Mahomes like I said you know I think the Ravens will I don't see why they couldn't win but like I said last week I'm not going against the Chiefs until that happens I mean they, they Mahomes is a winner you know wherever he goes the only time you know he lost in the Super Bowl well, who did he lose to the goat. Like, that's just what happens. Lost Tom Brady. And uh, speaking of which, while I'm thinking of this, Tom Brady, there was this stat that I saw, insane stat. Tom Brady, anytime he took a snap, so anytime he took a snap in the NFL, he was never mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. Anytime he took a snap. Fucking unreal. Yeah, that is an absolutely crazy stat, no doubt. Yeah, just nuts and i'm like that's that's wild and so you know dude's just you know obviously the goat he's got what seven rings <laughs> i i mean i don't think anybody well only person that could probably catch him in our lifetimes mahomes but you know i mm-hmm. i don't know if we'll see that mahomes has what now two yeah he's been to three and he has two yeah yep i mean so they're three and three it. in afc championships yeah. you have to do it this year right if you're gonna do it you gotta do it this year to get your third but whew. so who who no. has he lost to he's lost to what Brady twice in the AFC championship, right? And then the Bengals. Yeah, Bengals. That's right. Yep. And then Brady in the Super Bowl. Fucking crazy. Yeah. That's right. Parrot, Chiefs at Ravens. I am siding with uh, Mr. Bear Cub this week. I'm going Ravens at home. I think they win by at least 10. Yeah. Tough team. I hope Jason Kelsey gets drunk. Again, that was the coolest shit. Like they, I was watching the Pat Mac show, and he jumps out the window onto the ice in fucking sweatpants and Timbas and his Tims, yep, and his Tims. And I'm like, he just fucking lands it, 
goes and just drink. He was out in the parking lot drinking out of bowling balls with the Bills Mafia, hammered going into the game, picks up some girl to hold her up so she held her sign to Taylor. Yeah, just dude is a cool dude. I was listening to the New Heights show today. I only got halfway through. I know Bear listened to it, and now apparently Kelly listens to it, you know, every week because she likes – she thinks they're great, and, and she does, She never cared for Taylor Swift. Obviously, that's me. But she's like, oh, Travis, he's got good eyes. I'm like, can't you just leave me? Leave me alone with my people. Like, No, now she listens to the New Heights podcast, but they're great. I mean, I and I told her, I was like, I've been listening to that show since they started, and they were already the number one podcast, sports podcast, before Travis got with Taylor, and obviously they've just been elevated with her. And, yeah. um, you know, so it'll be, it'll be interesting. I hope, uh, oh, you know, if they shut him down, other guys got to catch the ball. Obviously, he had two tutties. One was wide open on a corner, and then the other one was that just little rollout they did against the Bengals seven years ago. Uh, Travis was talking about that and just dove in. But if they can, if they can hone in on Travis and make hold him to forty yards and no touchdowns, I mean, they got work to do. And yeah. Pacheco's all right, you know, if he can run. But that defense is tough, man. Well, that's the tough part is that Baltimore has the best. Um, the best cover linebackers in the NFL. So they can yeah. get on. Kelsey. Yeah. They don't have to worry about putting a corner on Kelsey. So you can put Patrick Queen on Kelsey or not be scared of him in coverage and still be able to stop Pacheco or still be able to stop Valdez Scantley or Rasheed Rice, who got hurt twice on Sunday. Yeah. Not going to be 100%. If Rasheed Rice is out, they're going to be in trouble because McCole Hardman stinks. You know, Tony can't catch a ball. And, you know, if Kelsey's getting doubled, you got MVS on the outside. You're going to be your only option. And he, he struggles, too. He struggles to get open. I mean, he can catch, but not much. So it'll what's be the line this week? Three and a half. Ravens, three and a half point favorite. So close, tight line, right? And I think that's a fair tight line. I mean, you know, the Chiefs are going to be more well, disrespected, blah, blah, blah. That's not the case. I mean, the Ravens truly are the better team. It's just and the, the Ravens were the ones disrespected all year. Yeah, and no they're one, lying against no Sam Fran. About him. Nobody out of these four teams, no one is talking about him, right? Everyone's talking about, well, Chiefs are back. Here they come. Everyone's talking about the Lions because they're the underdog story, as they should. And everyone's talking yeah. about the Niners because they've been probably the best or second best team in football all year, right? No one's talking about the Ravens. So I think that's good. Keeps them quiet. That's probably exactly what they want, especially with a Harbaugh coach team. So yeah. It'll be a really good game, I think. I think both these are going to be good games. So this this should be a really good game. Um, and we'll see what we get in the first – in the early game in Baltimore. And then uh, the late game, nine, or Lions at Niners, excuse me. Um, it's going to set up for a really good game. I mean, you know, you got Dan Campbell and his entire team believing. And you have the 49ers who played really good all year. Um, struggled in a little bit, struggled bad against the Packers. McCaffrey doesn't look 100%. Debo don't even know if he's going to play. Um, you know, they're beat up a little bit, and Purdy made a couple of mistakes against Green Bay. So it's going to come, it's it's really going to come down to can, can Hutchinson get home on Purdy? Because if he can, they're going to be in some trouble. And I think Detroit has plenty of offensive weapons, oh, by the way, that are all healthy that can easily tear up the Niners defense, which I think is a little bit overrated. Bringing in Chase Young, Chase Young hasn't done fuck. He hasn't done shit since he's been there. Now that so, I say that, he'll probably sack golf three times. So l- l- let me ask you, let me ask you this. Because, you know, obviously Purdy's a good quarterback, but how come, you know, everybody likes the underdog story. How come he's the only guy, you know, these other guys were what, all first rounders, right? Yep. 
Goff was one. Lamar was first or early second, Lamar, right? Lamar, Lamar was 30 seconds. He was the last pick in the last first pick round. Last pick in the first round. And then Mahomes was obviously the 10 because they traded up to get him. So Purdy is Mr. Irrelevant. He led led the league statistically in every category. And then they they threw that stat out about, oh, he does a lot of checkdowns. He was in the bottom half of quarterbacks for checkdown percentage, like did not do checkdowns. And I'm like sitting here, why the why if the you just let him do a game-winning drive, right? Doesn't get credit for it. They still say, hey, you made these mistakes. How come they aren't doing this to the other guys? How come it's him, the guy that's the underdog, not a first-rounder, mm-hmm. getting paid less than the fucking NIL kids, like a lot less? How come they're shitting on him? You don't traditionally see that. Why do you think that's happening? Well, I mean, they're shitting on him because San Francisco is already successful without him. That's the only reason why. I mean, right, Baltimore wasn't great before Lamar. Lamar took him to the next level. Um, the Chiefs obviously were sh- – I shouldn't say shit. They were good with Alex Smith. Yeah, they were. Mahomes obviously, you know, Alex Smith didn't win Super Bowls. Mahomes has took him to the next level. Golf is golf, right? He's not golf always gets shit on. So you can't really say the same for golf because he doesn't get the same respect that Lamar and Mahomes do, right? Golf will never be MVP of the league, but he is only one of three quarterbacks to win 14 games with two different franchises. I think the uh, I think Brady and Steve Young, no, Brady and Montana, I think are the only other ones. So I mean, anyone can say what the hell they want to say, but that's impressive. So no, hundred percent. Right, with with a team who historically doesn't win shit ever. Well, you know that, but San Fran wasn't getting to the NFC title games pre-Purdy, and um, both of his years as a start. Well, he was what halfway through last year, and then obviously this year they win with him and get to the NFC Championship game, and then they get they would have gotten if he stayed healthy, or I mean, if he didn't get hurt last year, they would have beat the Eagles. They would have went to the Super Bowl. I mean, right. And then who knows from there, you know, we wouldn't, we wouldn't know San Fran or yeah. So he's, it's just kind of crazy to me that he's played 20, what was it? They, I heard him say like 25 games or 26 games in the regular season, two NFC championships. And I'm like, dude, like who fucking cares? You got a chip, whatever. You're going to get paid when the time comes. Well, it is what it is. And that's you win a Super Bowl, they're going to shut their fucking mouth. Yeah, well, and that's the thing is anyone can talk about whatever the fuck they want with. Yeah, armchair quarterbacks. Well, anyone can talk about what they want with system quarterback, this and that. You still got to do it. You still got to throw them. I mean, you still got to do it right. I get it. Yes, you have the best running back in the NFL, no doubt. You have a really good wide receiving core, but that don't mean shit. And they just did it without Debo, you know? I mean, they lost Debo in the first quarter of that game. Callaway was fucking catching balls. I mean, it's. I'm telling you, it's impressive what he's doing. Um, but this is going to be a good game because yeah. the Lions' defense is not great, but they can get home. And when they get home, that's when they're going to do it. And we've seen Purdy be not great when he's got pressure on him. That's his, that's, that's his only struggle is that they get pressure. He tends to make bad mistakes. Look what the Ravens just did to him four weeks ago. The Ravens got home on him a lot, and he threw four interceptions. I mean, mm-hmm. that's what you have to do to him. He's not – He's not invincible. You just got to get pressure on him. Simple as that. And it's the same exact thing the other way. Goff will make mistakes if you get pressure on him, but if you let him sit back in the pocket, he's going to pick you apart. And it's simple as that. So you can't let St. Brown cross and get open all the time. You got to get Bosa and Young home on Goff or they're not winning shit. Simple as that. Well, I mean, they still can, but less likely to. And Gibbs and Montgomery, man. What studs, dude? What dude. studs in the backfield? Yeah, they're they're insane. Um, and then this week, because I know it's on Parrot, 
Lions Niners on the bird. You're telling me to pick now? That would be what we're asking. And your take on uh, the game. Like, well, you're allowed to take talk. On, <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I, Brock Purdy struggles against good teams, like in defenses when he's rattled, like you guys are saying. Yeah. San Francisco is not healthy. Detroit's healthy. Detroit's going to ride this momentum, I think. And I think they're going to go in there and beat San Francisco, and I think they're going to the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's not a bad take. But, uh, you know, Purdy, even against good Ds, he played a couple good Ds this year, and the one he obviously struggled against was the Ravens. If they play again in the Super Bowl, you don't want to struggle that time. But um, I just don't see it. I mean, statistically, he is, like as we said, he was statistically the best quarterback QB rating, QB rating third down, third down conversion, you know, completion percentage, all of that shit. And you still got to get it there. And he was on the bottom half of the, of the check downs. I mean, McCaffrey's going to be the key here. McCaffrey, like he is every time. If McCaffrey starts going off, here's the thing, as we talked about, if he can get that run going, who's it open up for? Purdy. Purdy can just – he can throw little fucking ins and outs and fucking flags and corners to receivers and get them open. And and I think uh, the Lions story has been great. It's been fun to watch. I am pulling for the Lions this week, but I don't think they win. I think it's the Niners, and, you know, and I think McCaffrey is hungry, wants that ring. Don't be surprised if dude goes for, you know, total yards more than 150. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can definitely see that. Um, obviously, we know Dub's taking the Lions. So I already put that in for him, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think that I think that even without Debo, um, it'll be a struggle, and it's going to be closer. I think San Fran is a six and a half point favorite. Um, I, I just think that the Lions. We've the big thing is going to be um, Cam Sutton. He's gotten burnt the last two weeks now, um, and the defense has gotten home. Obviously, they've played inferior opponents. You're not playing an inferior opponent this time, um, and I think you're right, Gray. I think that McCaffrey's going to get open. He's going to control this game, and with him controlling the game, they're going to be able to hit Ayuk. They're going to be able to hit Ronnie Bell. They're going to be able to hit some of these guys over the top and make big plays over Camp Sutton and win this game. I think the Niners are going to end up winning this game probably 31-21. They will cover. I think that both home teams are going to cover this week. And uh, you're going to get both one seeds in the Super Bowl. So Niners for me. Be a fun week. And uh, you know what the Lions need? They need to come out hot and they need to get Bill to lead. You know, they got to do what the Packers did on Dallas. That's really what they got to do and not look back. Yeah. And, um, and and we'll see what they do. I mean, Dan Campbell, it's a great story. I would, what I, I would love more than anything to see the Lions win the Super Bowl at this point. Never been, never got one. It would just be a great story. It would be awesome. But you got a lot. The other three teams that are left are fucking tough teams. They yeah. just are. Yeah. And and I think what people would love to see is Lions Chiefs and the Lions to go over the Chiefs because the Chiefs are you know your quote unquote dynasty at this point. That's what your that's what your NFL script wants, right? They open the season. Why not end the season, right? First game of the year, last game of the year. So, um, but also and Lions got them in the game one. Yeah, without Travis Kelsey. Um, but also if you believe what they say about the 
color mashups of the Super Bowl, uh, that states it will be red or that is red and purple, which would be obviously the Niners and the Ravens. So however people want to do it, there's no such thing as scripts in the NFL and all that. It's not rigged. None of that. These teams are going to play and they're going to play some good games. Simple as that. Well, let's talk about uh, some of the the coaching and firings, hirings going on in the league. I know a big one today. Yeah, Jimothy Harbaugh. He uh, going to the Chargers, just like I said, about five months, four months ago. Um, nailed that one right on the head. No surprise, honestly. I mean, I think that Atlanta was a late push. I just – I never thought he was going back to, or going to Chicago like some people thought. I just didn't see it. Um, so I'm not surprised he's in L.A. So no shock. We don't know the I mean, details. He played for the Chargers. Yep, he played for the Bears too, though. Yeah, true. Um, he ain't going to the Bears. Yeah, we don't we don't know the details of his contract yet. We just know he has agreed to terms with the Chargers, so he will be there. The rumor is he's taking Minter and um, um, who else? There was one other person. Oh, his son, um, uh, Jay, or what's his son's name? Is it? I think it's Jay. Jay Harbaugh. Yeah, I think it's Jay. His son Jay. The rumor is Minter, who's his defensive coordinator, and his son Jay is coming with him, which pretty much means Sharon Moore will be the head coach of Michigan, which I think we all knew was coming. Um, and well deserved too. Yeah, way. absolutely. I mean, Sharon Moore has more wins against Ohio State than the rest of the Big Ten does in the last two years. How about that? So, yeah, I mean, it would be a good move for Michigan. The problem is at the end of the day. Sharon Moore is going to get the blunt of whatever is going to happen here. Yeah. He's the fault. And I'm sure he's going to get paid handsomely for it. And I think they probably all know that. So, yep. And they're going to have a rough year next year anyway. So I don't think they care if they're out of it. But um, the, uh, what do you think? I know uh, another big one. It has, he hasn't been hired yet, but Cliff Kingsbury, who used to be the Cardinals head coach and is at USC this year, um, talking about him going to the Bears. Um, And, Hopefully not as a head coach because we know Cliff can't be a head coach. He would be a great OC though. Under I, I know everyone. I know everyone's hating on Eberflus for whatever reason. I don't know why. He did a lot better with the Bears this year than I thought he would, and I'm impressed. And I think I think the guys there like him. So bringing Cliff to be your head coach, keep Fields, draft Marvin, draft offensive line, and build yourself. I mean, be that trade back. Do you think? I mean. Yeah. You think if they hire Cliff as OC that they they do take Caleb Williams number one? I don't think they should. I still don't think they should. I think well, you have a quarterback who literally has the same skill set as Caleb Williams. But I would love to see him leave the Bears and go to a team that cares. The uh, don't get me wrong, I would too. I I would love to see that, but it would be so dumb. I mean, it would be the Bears. It would be the Bears, but I don't think it's going to yeah. happen. And if gonna... if you trade him, where, where do you think he could get traded to? Like the Raiders, something like that. Yeah. Atlanta. Atlanta. Oh, yeah. No doubt. Oh, my God. Atlanta. If he went to Atlanta, that'd be wild. No doubt. Because where are they picking? Uh, I think like eighth or something like that. So Daniels will be gone. Daniels will be gone. Williams will be gone. And um, Mayo will be gone. I know they said uh, McCarthy's creeped up into like the top 20. I I still don't see that, but. That'll be – I mean, it'll be interesting, right? Uh, it'll be wherever. He's I a big cat. Say, I mean, he's, he's built for the NFL, but we'll see. Um, yeah, man, I, I don't know. I, I think it's going to depend on what somebody's willing to give them for fields. You know, if they give them 
a one, I could see it. That's but, and that's my thing is that I don't I think with the Bears already having two first round picks, why would I mean why would you want I mean I get why you'd want a third I mean but it's like a total rebuild if you do that I just I would find it to be absolutely wild if if they happen to do that and I don't know if any team's going to give it to them and say you already have the first and the what fourth pick third pick whatever the fuck it is why. Yeah. Why would you go out and get the eighth pick from Atlanta? Do you, I mean, is that what you want? Then you get Williams, Harrison, and an offensive lineman. I mean, I guess, but they got they got the first in the ninth. They got the first in the ninth right now. Um, That would be interesting, though, if they took Caleb and then got the eighth and the ninth. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, (laughs) that'd be nuts. If they could, but I think putting fields on Atlanta, pending who their coach, we don't even know who their head coach is going to be. We have no idea yet. So, could I mean, be Belichick, could be Brable, could be anybody. We we don't know what's going to happen there, and I think that that probably all has to fit in, right? Atlanta needs a coach before they can figure out if they're going to trade for Fields or, or if they're just going to get Michael Penix at eighth, or if they're going to get, you know, Drake May. Who I mean, who's going to be there, right? Why would you waste your first when you can get somebody else right there? Or do you think your roster is built to win right yeah, now? Yeah, they don't even Maybe have they don't even have Penix rated in the first. Really? Yeah. He's not even in a lot of the draft boards in the in the first round, which, you know, if it's injuries, I get it. But uh, somebody take a risk and, you know, low risk, high reward. Why not? Uh, you know, yeah. it, it reminds me of uh, – reminds me, it reminds me of the commanders. You remember that? They took RG3 first, then Kirk Cousins. And yeah. we're all like, what the fuck? But they – at the time, it was a smart decision. So you could see it happening again. Maybe you get somebody like Atlanta that takes like a, I don't know who would get there, a Drake Mayo, or he'll probably be gone by then too. But if it's like a McCarthy, for example, and then a Penix later, why the fuck not? Like, I just, I just don't think it makes sense for Atlanta to take another young quarterback when you have Ritter. I mean, I just you got to get rid of him somehow. Yeah, I don't know. It's yeah, it'll be very interesting to see what they end up doing. But unless they could get somebody like Fields smart i mean i personally i would trade my eighth for fields if if the bears are offering it uh yeah because i think my roster can win now i mean atlanta has a top 10 defense they have a great tight end who's underutilized kyle pitts exactly who's not utilized which look what fields does with cole Komet, dude Um, insane did you get kyle pitts you have a monster running back you have drake london who is severely underrated as a wide receiver i mean drake london makes catch i mean dude catches he's a vacuum catches everything and you're in a and you're in a very favorable division you're not in a tough division that is right so i mean yeah. it's, it'll be it'll be interesting and um but they gotta got to see their coaches too again you gotta see who your coach is gonna be yeah and uh what what other hirings have we had callahan went to the titans yep, the Bengals right. offensive coordinator yep which is interesting i mean i always I always find that different, right? I get it. He's a Bengals offensive coordinator, whatever, but you have a once in a lifetime talent in Joe Burrow. I think that makes you better than really what you are. So we're gonna I see agree. we're gonna see what he can do on his own, right? I mean, it's it'll be very yeah, I agree with I agree with you there. I think he did a good job as an offense coordinator there. And I know even last year he was getting looked at for coaching opportunities. But I mean you saw what happened with that offense. I mean, for the most part, when he wasn't healthy or, you know, not playing this year. Yeah, Jake Browning had a couple good games, but 
I mean, even when he was healthy, those couple games, they looked good, but they didn't look like they haven't the past with him. Mm-hmm. With the basically the same same roster. Um, I don't know if we covered last week, but Antonio Pierce ended up officially getting hired by the Raiders. I think that didn't happen until after we talked last. So good for the Raiders. Smart move. Smart move. I think Antonio Pierce is going to be a good coach. Everyone likes him there. And everyone wanted to stay and go, you know, everyone wanted to stay and and work under him. So that's another team that is sneaky Justin Fields, right? I mean, I get it. Do you already go away from Garoppolo? Uh, Who knows? But you put Fields on the Raiders with Devontae Adams, Josh Jacobs, Jacobs. Um, um, uh, Jacoby Myers. I mean, (laughs) you got to – you got a solid, you got a solid squad there. You got a solid squad there. Would not be a bad idea. And a coach like Antonio Pierce, who you know people want to play for and get his team amped up, kind of like a Dan Campbell in a way. That's you. That's what it is, right? Everyone bought into Dan Campbell. Everyone's going to buy into Antonio Pierce because he was a player. He understands the NFL and he understands winning. That's a big thing. I mean, Antonio Pierce is a Super Bowl champion, so you know, hopefully he. And I don't like the Raiders. I hate the Raiders. I hated that they signed Pierce. I was hoping they would have got rid of him and signed some shit coach. But it was a great sign for the Raiders and good for Antonio Pierce. Yep. And then uh, the other one was Dan Morgan hired as the GM of Carolina. Mm -hmm. Which will be interesting. I mean, former player as well. But that'll be – we'll see what happens with that. I mean – they need they need talent evaluators. That's really what he's doing right there. He'll be a talent evaluator more or less. Yep, and that's what they need over there. I mean, you traded your fucking first round this year, which turned out to be a one. Or, Smart on the Bears' part. Yeah. They got DJ Moore, number one pick last year. They swapped like insanity. Mm-hmm. But you know, the kid needs the kid had talent around him. I just you know, we'll see how he can do. He needs better shit. But who knows? We got time. Plenty of time to see what happens. Yeah. All right. So- um, and the only other thing, uh, it wasn't head coach, but uh, Vic Fangio and the Dolphins um, mutually parted ways today, defensive coordinator. And the big thing is it sounds like he's going to be the Eagles defensive He's going to be hired right away. Yeah, it sounds like they're already got something in talks. So big shock. Matt Patricia isn't going to be the Eagles defensive coordinator. Shock. No way. <laughs> Can you believe that? It'll be funny when Belichick goes to Atlanta and he goes there. <laughs> yeah, but who, he might work for him. We'll see what happens. Um, oh, and the Bengals replacing Callahan. You know, they got to replace him. This was a fun stat, too. Every team in the NFL has changed their offensive coordinator since 2022 offseason. Wow. Every single team. Wow. It's crazy. That is nuts. It's crazy. It just shows the level or that shows the turnover in that position in the NFL. Right. Yeah. It, it, it's just absolutely wild to me that that actually happened. Um, but whatever. Uh, Bucks, man, the Bucks fired Griffin and it said because they wanted somebody more experienced. You know, he had a good record in his first 46 games. I think it's asinine that they got rid of him. They're still second in the East. Got rid of him. They hired Doc Rivers today, who, you know, yes, he's a winner, 16 seasons straight that he's had a winning record. But, dude, like, what What the fuck? Well, obviously, 
clear as day there, they had an issue with them, right? You would see him and Giannis get into it on the sidelines. My guess is that the players did not want him anymore. I, there's a, there's no excuse. There's no excuse to fire a coach that was 31 and 13, zero excuse. Um, so it had to be a player's thing. That's my, that's my guess. I don't know that. It's just my guess. Um, and now you bring in a guy who 100% is a tenured coach who will blow a 3-1 lead in the Eastern Conference Finals over Boston. There you go. Boston will be down 3-1 to one in the Eastern Conference Finals, and they'll come back and win because Doc Rivers is the coach in Milwaukee. Write it down. I fucking hope so. <laughs> Write it down. Actually, Write I don't. Now. I do not want him to be down 3-1, though, because that just gives oh. me high anxiety. Ooh. Actually, who, who, who the hell am I kidding? That'll be in the first round that Milwaukee will be up 3-1 to one and blow it, so... Against the against the seven seed, yeah, who, yeah, which would be uh, Cleveland well, it could be anybody that Pacers, but... Magic, Bulls, Hawks, because Cleveland's a four seed right now. They've won, I think, eight out of their last nine. They're playing yeah, six in a row. They're and, down uh, by thirteen to Milwaukee. Or sorry, the Cavs have won eight in a row. Yeah, they're yeah. down by thirteen to Milwaukee. So who's coaching tonight, Giannis? Uh, probably, yeah. I know it's not Doc. Uh, it'll be whoever their assistant coach, I'm sure, is. But yeah, they're. I mean, Cleveland just beat him a little bit ago. So, yeah. And then a couple of days ago. Right. And then uh, just just a real updated quick standing. Celtics are first in the East, 34 and 10, best record in basketball. Three and a half behind them, Bucks. Then you got Sixers, Cavs, Knicks, Heat. And then you're seven through 10 in order Pacers, Magic, Bulls, Hawks. Outside looking in, the Nets at 17 and 26 are one game out of 10th. Um, the Raptors, the Hornets, the Wizards, and the awesome Pistons at a wonderful 4-39 and 39 record. Looking great. The Wizards aren't too bad either, 7-35. and 35. Out west, you've got the Thunder, 30-13. and 13. Also at 30-13, and 13, the T-Wolves. Then the Nuggets, Clippers, Pelicans, Suns, 7-10. through 10, Kings, Mavs, Lakers, and Jazz. Jeremy's Jazz, as he says. Uh, which, by the way, I know their owner has said to the NHL he wants to get a team in Utah, Salt Lake City, and they said, you know, great market someday, and yeah, it would be. It would be an awesome market for them. Uh, and then you got the Rockets, Warriors, Grizzlies, Blazers, and the wonderful Spurs at 835. Yeah, it's Spurs and uh, Oklahoma City are playing here tonight, aka Wednesday when you're listening, but uh, Wemby and Chet. So the last two number one picks going at it tonight. Just insane. And then out in the NHL, um, you've got uh, still number one in the NHL, the Boston Bruins behind them. And this is in the Atlantic Panthers, Lightning Leafs wings are just outside of them with 53 points. And then Canadian Sabres and Senators in the Metropolitan. You got the Rangers, Flyers, Hurricanes, Devils, Islanders, Capitals, Penguins, Blue Jackets. Oh, man. I mean, that's what's wild is you look at like the Penguins, they're at 48 points, but I mean, they're still right there with an ear shout, two wins of jumping three teams. Just crazy. Mm-hmm. And then in the Western Jets are number one at 64 points, abs behind them, stars, predators, coyotes, blues, wild, black hawks. And then in the Pacific Canucks, Knights, Oilers, Kings, Kraken, Flames, Ducks, and the San Jose Sharks. Yeah, um, I'm happy with the Wings. I'm impressed. They've they're resilient. Um, they just, I mean, they had a 
loss against Dallas, but they also have been on a pretty big win. I mean, they've had a really good record lately. I think they've won like seven of their last nine or something like that. So, yeah, it's it's good to see. I'm, I, normally around this time, they start blowing it. So we're going to see if they can start winning games, and they have not been healthy as a team. So I'm hoping that they uh, hoping they stay healthy and get their shit together and uh, actually, you know, win down the stretch and, and make that eighth spot, get some playoff experience. Don't even want to win in the first round. Just need playoff experience. Right. And then uh, the ACC, by the way, in football, put out their schedule, 17 teams in the ACC. You got 18 in the Big Ten. And you got what now in the in the SEC, 14? Um, yeah, I think so. It's absolutely freaking crazy. 17 ACC teams. Yeah, absolutely nuts. A boatload. And then we got 18. No more than that. Just absolutely crazy to me that there's that many fucking teams in these three big-ass conferences. Um, I mean, it's not – it's going to be split, right? It'll be north and south, east and west, whatever it is here, probably in the next five years. There'll be no more divisions or any of that shit. No conferences, I don't think, any of that. Just my thought there. Yep, no, I'm with you. Um, No UFC this week, but we have a new middleweight champion. Um, Dracas Duplis beat Sean Strickland, uh, UFC 297 in... Where they at Toronto? I think they're in Toronto. Toronto, Canada, Scotiabank. By a split decision. Pretty darn good fight. Um, pretty much Duplis won because he could take down Strickland. Strickland um, outpointed him, but Duplis had better wrestling and kind of controlled the fight. Um, I didn't think it was really much in question, honestly. Uh, it was a good fight, though. I mean, I thought Strickland was going to get knocked out or get submitted, honestly, in this fight. And dude held his own, man. He's definitely top of the top. So... My guess is um, Duplice and Izzy will probably happen at some point. Uh, that would be my – that would probably be the next middleweight title fight. But How about your biggest underdog on the main card, though, Neil Magny getting the win? Yeah, big win. Big win for Magny. Um, you know, he came out. He got pretty much whooped up, but dude has been – you know, he has what? I think he's got 30 UFC fights, man. He's resilient, and he ended up coming back, and I think he ended up – did he choke the dude out? Yep. He or no, up, he knocked him out. He knocked him out late, yeah. Knocked him out late. That's right. Um, but, yeah, it was – it wasn't the best card, in all honesty. It wasn't great. Um, it started off hot. I think the first two fights were finishes, and then they had about six or seven decisions in a row until the Magni fight, um, and then a couple more decisions there. Um Raquel Pennington ended up winning. Uh, she beat Maria. She dominated Maria Buena Silva. So she is now also, what is it, the bantamweight champion, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we got two new champions here, and we're off this week. No UFC this week. We have a fight night in two weeks. Two weeks, and uh, we'll we'll get to covering the, the next episode. We're going to talk uh, a lot of wrestling. We got Royal Rumble picks. We've got... We're going to talk about what the WWE did this week. Big news in the WWE. A couple things, really, and we'll talk about that on the next episode. So check out episode 550, halfway to 600 as of Sunday. So 
check us out there. Uh, but that's it for this one. So thank you to Wes Anderson. Thanks to all our clothing, Crandall's Quality Landscaping, Cattle Bear, DatingTransformation.com, Paper Denimark, Great Key Merch, and Sparty Steve. And as always, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night. It's back. Keep that Cinderella story going, Lions. <laughs> <laughs>